Hello, welcome back to Maximum Sports. I am your host, Max Patillo. What another crazy week in the NFL it was. Uh, Playoffs, championship playoffs, the Super Bowl matchups are set. And we're going to dive into that and kind of how we got there. And so I want to kind of start with uh, Packers and Niners. Um, You know... Looking at that game, it's we talked about how it was not going to be competitive, and it, it turned out it wasn't. And I just help I can't help but think that you know these guys are all professionals. Uh, they're they're all in the NFL. They all made it. Some were drafted. Some weren't. They all made a fifty-three man roster. And they're all incredible athletes, some of the best athletes in the world. And they're all on the field. And in a league, there's this factor that some teams have. And it's kind of called the quit factor. And some teams have it, some teams don't. It doesn't mean you're a bad team, necessarily. But you, you might have that factor on as a characteristic on a team and it's when a team gets dominated and they get blown out and it doesn't seem like they fight anymore and they kind of give up they quit and I knew from the previous matchup with the Packers and Niners that the Packers they had that in them because they quit and I don't care who's out there I mean the Niners are a great team but they're not they're not juggernauts and the Packers make them look like they're, they're playing varsity and the Packers are playing JV. And it's just a a shame that, you know, in a league where, where every game is close and competitive, I mean, there's no more parity in any other sport than there is in the NFL. All these games, it doesn't matter if it's the Browns, the Dolphins, the Jets, it all these games are close no matter what. And unless there's a team that, that has that quit factor and, and they, they can tell, it, it's mental. It's not physical, it's mental. And <clears throat> of all those games that are competitive, you know, we were kind of, uh, it, it seems like we we're shorted a chance to see a great NFC championship game. The NFC Championship wasn't competitive. You know, and we said it wasn't going to be close. And honestly, it was worse than the first time they played. And, you know, it's like, can Aaron Rodgers, can he not move anymore? I mean, have you guys ever heard of moving the pocket? Uh, Ever heard of bootlegs, play action? Uh, Any creativity, Green Bay? I mean, I know the Niners have a good pass rush, but... They're not world beaters. You know, the, the Seahawks, the Saints, the Cardinals, the Ravens, they move the ball fine on them. They're not a, a juggernaut defense. Like, they're not a historical defense. You know, I, I mean, I saw the Saints score 50 points against the Niners. It's a, there's no dominant defense that's given up 50 points in any game. So the Niners are good. They're they're a great defense. They might even be the best defense in the league this year. But that's compared to defense has really dropped off in the past 
few years. And so that compared to the rest of the teams who are giving up maybe 20 points a game, you know, the Niners are giving up, you know, 17 points a game, but they're not, they're not elite, uh, compared to defenses of the past. That's for sure. I mean, their back end, their, their defensive backs are, are young, except for Sherman and Sherman's old. And, uh, you know, they're, they're not incredible. They can be beat. But the Packers just didn't have any fight. They didn't have any creativity. They didn't move the pocket so that Rodgers could have more time. They didn't use Rodgers as a threat to run at all. And it was just, uh, I mean, the Packers just twice in this year made them made the Niners look like God's gift to defensive football this season. And just total dominance. And, you know, when I said they wouldn't be competitive, I didn't think it would be that bad. You know, not in the NFC Championship, not one game away from going to the Super Bowl. I mean, you know, no team with one of the greatest quarterbacks ever could be that bad on that stage. But that's what got me wondering, you know, who who is Aaron Rodgers really? And the Packers, you know, didn't make the playoffs the last three years before this season. And Rodgers won a Super Bowl earlier in his career, 2011. You know, that was nine years ago. There's kind of this mythology around Aaron Rodgers because of his early success. And, you know, we've talked before about once you know the names of players, you know, they're probably already peaked. And, you know, usually QBs, are kind of different. They they tend to last longer, but in terms of being great, but the NFL is about results and the Packers, you know, haven't been great for a while. And I think they were kind of exposed as frauds uh this uh this week. And I think uh you know, Aaron Rodgers, it, it's his body language. You know, he, he pouts, he blames his teammates. Um, you know, maybe there's a, a new title in title town, quit. And the Packers look like they quit. And if I was a Packers fan, I would sure hope that Mahomes doesn't make easy work of the defense that made your quarterback look like he didn't belong in the NFL in two games this year. And uh, that's... <clears throat> that's kind of what it's looking like. So that's the Packers season. Um, I felt like we were kind of robbed. You know, the, the Seahawks aren't without blame in this scenario too because the Seahawks, Niners for the NFC Championship, we know it would have been a much better game. Um, Russell Wilson, and he would have at least – it would have been a competitive, compelling game, those two rivals. And we know that because the Seahawks played the Niners great two times this year. We beat them once, should have beat them the other time. And we know it would have been a great game. And it's, you know, with the Packers, they threw themselves out there and they were just a sacrificial lamb for the Niners to go to the Super Bowl. And so... You know, the Seahawks, they didn't get it done. And you can blame injuries. You can blame um, not not uh, taking care of business. 
and that's just how it goes for this season. And so, you know, the Niners, I mean, just talk about dominance. You know, they ran for 300 yards. Garoppolo threw eight passes all game. Let me say that again. Eight passes. I mean, that's just physical dominance right there. I mean, they don't even, they don't need Garoppolo. They really don't. They could have anyone out there probably playing quarterback. But, you know, it's been fascinating seeing Garoppolo. And we still don't, I feel like we still don't really know what he's made of. But he's winning and he's getting results. So, I mean, you know, it all could come crashing down in the Super Bowl because they're not going to be able to only throw eight passes. He's going to have to keep up with Mahomes. And that's, you know, he's making uh, $27 more than Mahomes is. So there's no excuse. You got to get it done, Garoppolo. You got to keep up with Mahomes. You got to score, outscore him. And that's the thing about this Super Bowl. I mean, you look at the Rams last year. They had the same kind of season as the Niners. They had won four games the year before. And or I'm sorry, a couple years before they did have a playoff run before they went to the Super Bowl last year. But the same thing, you know, they kind of came out of nowhere. Everyone questioned them. No, I mean, at least me, I didn't buy into them. Uh, really, and the whole season, same thing. I was questioning, like, could Jared Goff really get it done? And it's the same way I'm questioning Garoppolo. Can he really do it? And it doesn't even matter. <laughs> If you make it to the Super Bowl, if you fail, if you like don't even compete, and the, I mean, Goff didn't even score a touchdown in the Super Bowl last year, and and then they kind of crumbled after that, so it really it takes its toll um, mentally when a, when guys give it everything they have to try to win a championship, and and they make it that close to doing it sixty minutes away. And they fail at the last moment in the Super Bowl. And instead of being happy about making it that far, and what a great season, and, and it can be momentum. Uh, you you got second place in the NFL. The next year could be your year. Most teams, uh, they, they uh, go the opposite way. They go the negative way. And they, they think of it as a failure. And that's what really makes them crumble and the pressure and all that sacrifice and they have to come and do it again. And football's such a grinded out physical sport. All that practice, all that hitting, all that conditioning just to come up short in the Super Bowl, it, it kind of washes it all away. So just because you've made it, I mean, the Seahawks, you know, they lost at the one yard line to the Patriots. And a lot of their fans, they probably feel like they wish they wouldn't even have made it to the Super Bowl rather than to lose like that. But credit to the Seahawks. I think because of Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson's leadership, their positivity, they did turn it around and then they still stayed good after that. They didn't crumble. But, I mean, you know, that's uh, congratulations to the Niners. I mean, from four wins last year to the Super Bowl. It's un- unbelievable. I mean, we could see the Bengals in the Super Bowl next year. We could see the Dolphins. We could see the Browns. We could. 
If the Niners could do it, anyone could do it. It's just incredible um, what this NFL can do. If you if you know what you're doing and you pick those high picks you get, if you pick them high, um, you know that's that's why the NFL stays. It, it's it's hard to be bad really for a long time because you know after four or five years of being bad, I mean you should have at least four or five first round picks, uh, really high first round picks on your team. And that's talent. If you pick those picks right, uh, which you should that high, you know, the, the Niners, their defensive line, uh, Nick Bosa was the number two pick. Um, DeForest Buckner was a high first round. I think he was like number three, uh, pick, um, Armstead. I think he was top 10 pick. D Ford was a first round pick. Um and Solomon Thomas was I think the number 3 pick. So you're talking about like on their defense on their five defensive linemen for the Niners. Almost every one of them is a first round pick and almost and three of them are top 5 picks. So that's like they were awful for so long. They were able to accumulate incredible talent on that line. And Conversely, for the teams that stay good, you know, the, the Patriots, the Seahawks, uh, the Saints, you know, those teams are picking every year in the back end of the first round. And in most of these drafts, out of the 32 first round picks, really only 20 guys usually are legitimate, worthy of a first round pick. And we'll get into a lot of draft stuff later. We'll dive deep into that, but I mean, most of the time you want to trade down to get more picks, um, and so that's where the strategy really comes in. And I think the Rams, they're learning that now because the Rams got to pick really high for a long time. You know, um, their their guys, Aaron Donald and and Brockers, and and they used to have Chris Long. There was the same kind of defensive front, all first-round picks. And now they're picking, the last couple years, they're picking in the late first round. And it's a completely different game. And you've got to get creative. Your scouts have to be really good. you got to find diamonds in the rough. So that's an adjustment for the Rams. They have to get better at that. And the Seahawks have been really good about that to a degree. But it's hard. It's much harder. Um so yeah, congrats to the Niners. Um, it really only gets tougher from here for the Niners. Um, not only in this game, but in the future to stay good and to keep your team uh, that good. And we'll see how they progress. But as far as uh, Chiefs-Titans, I mean... This really is exciting because, you know, it could be the start of something special for Patrick Mahomes. Um, You know, he could be the best quarterback in the league if he wins this Super Bowl. And the reason I say it's kind of hard to know when comparing and who's the best and all this and that. I always talk about the weight of certain criteria when comparing quarterbacks and, you know, what matters more. Um, but it, it really comes down for me between Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes. Um, 
they're kind of on a different tier on their own now. And it's hard because I still believe that if you put Wilson on any other team, but especially if you put Russell Wilson on the Chiefs, I know that they'd be just as good, if not better. Um, but if you put Mahomes on the Seahawks or you know anyone else behind that offensive line that Russell Wilson has, I, I don't think they'd be as good. So that's really a, a criteria that I still stick with for comparing players. And, you know, if Russell Wilson was on the Chiefs, uh, he'd be playing behind the best offensive line he's ever had. And, you know, you watch Mahomes run around out there. I mean, Russell Wilson is, he's a little better athlete than Mahomes. You know, he's got a little more running back to him when he's out there. Um, Just his elusiveness is a little more, I think. It's really apples and oranges now between these guys. I think Mahomes has a better arm. I'd probably take Wilson's accuracy a little more and his his touch and his deep ball, his creativity, his, his playmaking, um, doing it on your own basically, is edge to wrestle, I think. You know, Mahomes has Andy Reid, which is one of the best offensive minds ever in the game. And so... You know, Russell's had a defensive coach his whole career. And, you know, he's had some decent offensive coordinators, but they're not Andy Reid. So it, it would be so fun to, to be able to see players swap teams and just see how they did. Uh, that would be just uh, <laughs> in, incredible to watch. Just Mahomes on the Seahawks and Russell on the Chiefs and see what kind of numbers and um, what kind of winning they, they do on uh, each other's teams but you know it's uh hard because well it's these uh lines all that being said I mean you know this league is about results and if Mahomes goes out and you know beats a good Niners team for a championship I think that that kind of weight of the criteria I would probably have to give the edge to Mahomes um, if he goes out and wins the Super Bowl this year because you know uh, the Niners were a team that Russell Wilson couldn't get over the hump against this year they won the division Um, and the Niners are probably the best defense in the league this year certainly the best pass rush and Mahomes is gonna have to contend with that and I think he will and if he does, if he plays well and, and they win the Super Bowl, I think the, the edge going into next year is probably going to be Mahomes as the top quarterback in the NFL with Russell, you know, 1B one, one basically. And, I mean, it's just incredible to watch Mahomes. He, he's just making everything look, you know, easy. And it's, uh, it's, it's fascinating to see really because, I mean, it's the most difficult position uh, in all of sports to succeed in, I think. I mean, you just think about their perspective and that they have to memorize all of these plays and formations, and and then they have to read defense across the board every play. So they got to call the play, make sure everyone's lined up right. The intellectual capacity to be a NFL quarterback is just incredible. And how much they have to know, and then 
to be able to go out there and still not be it doesn't look like he's thinking out there it looks like he's just in a flow and he's he just makes those incredible throws and then when the play breaks down he has the ability to move which is going to be a big factor against the Niners because the Niners like I said with Aaron Rodgers he just didn't seem like he could move and the Niners knew exactly where he was going to be after he snapped that football and if they know where you're going to be they're going to get to you and since the since Mahomes and the Lamar Jacksons and the Russell Wilsons they can move that's how you can really wear out a pass rush and you keep moving and and they make them have to chase and and those those Niners I mean in the second half against the Packers you could see they were kind of getting tired and uh, you know they had been dominant already so they they didn't really need to they were in a basically prevent defense in the second half of that game but you know they did slow down and and you got to keep them running I mean with Russell Wilson the those Niners pass rushers they were outrushing him a lot, and he was able to run around a lot. So the Niners have to be disciplined on their rush lanes and make sure they're really bull rushing those guys into Mahomes. And next week, next week's episode, I'm going to get more into um, the Super Bowl matchup preview. So, you know, we're going to have a no games this week except for the Pro Bowl, which no one should watch, really. <laughs> but... Um, we're going to preview more of the Super Bowl matchup in next week's episode. And so, you know, I, I look at the Chiefs and they're fascinating because I, I heard someone talk about how the Chiefs are kind of like the Golden State Warriors in bat, in the NBA uh, for the past few years. And I thought that was interesting because, I mean, nobody thought that the Warriors could, including myself, thought they could win a championship just shooting threes and it turned out they were so good at shooting threes better than anyone ever they probably had the three best shooters of all time on their team and and they were that good at it that it it worked and they shot the crap out of the ball and and they didn't need to be huge and and uh they changed the game and and so a lot of other teams in the NBA, they tried to copy um, that, like the Rockets and you know other teams like that. They tried to just shoot threes like them. They weren't couldn't win like that because they just weren't good enough at shooting threes like the Warriors were. It's it's an anomaly, and I think the Chiefs are very similar in that the way they play. I I really prefer conservative football, as all of you know. And, you know, run game, control the ball, uh, play defense, you know, as little pass attempts as possible. I mean, the Niners exemplify how I would build my team um, because I think it's more sustainable and easier to build. But so for the Chiefs, they're different. They, they don't they pass to run. They they're pass first, deep shots. And they basically are shooting threes, you know, deep, deep balls all day and, and running wild plays and, and explosive plays. And the reason they're able to do it is pretty much just because they have Mahomes. And it's just like the Warriors had Steph Curry and Kevin Durant. 
well, the Chiefs have Mahomes. And so what you try to build your team is, you're going to try to find the next Mahomes, or you're going to try to build your team to play defense and run the ball, which is, you know, there's a lot more players you can find to do those things than finding the next Mahomes is basically like, um, it's a, it's a needle in a haystack thing. You're not going to find it. And so there's only, I think, I think there's only two or three maybe quarterbacks capable of, of this style of, of winning. And I mean, I mean, it's pretty much Russell Wilson and Mahomes. I mean, maybe Drew Brees is still capable of that kind of offense, but you know, those two guys, unless you have them, you better build your team around, you know, you think Dak could run that offense? I mean, you think that um, Garoppolo could run it? I mean, you think Kirk Cousins could ever run something like that? Where they're just expected to score touchdowns just at will deep down the field. It just doesn't come around much. So, you know, you're still better off building your team around your offensive line, the line of scrimmage, defense. The Chiefs don't play great defense either. I mean, they, they've gotten a little bit better, which has been a big reason why they've uh, made it to the Super Bowl instead of the AFC Championship like they came up short last year because of their defense mainly. They've gotten just that much better. They're still not a great unit on defense, and they're just winning with offense. It's like the greatest show on turf style. And so... I always think of like um, the Peyton Manning Broncos um, in 2013 when they had the greatest offense statistically ever. And they played um, the Seahawks in the Super Bowl and and they just got annihilated, you know. And the Seahawks were a, a conservative team. They were a defense first, run first team. And they were just pounded in the Super Bowl. And... And then that made the Broncos completely change their whole roster. And two years later, um, they basically copied the Seahawks' style of play. And um, they were a defense-first team, run-first team. Manning was a shell of himself. And they, they won the Super Bowl this time. And they were dominant against the Panthers. And so that's kind of what I see in the Chiefs. And I think that the Chiefs might, they're even a little better um, than the 2013 Broncos in that I think Mahomes, he controls the ball because he can run it himself, where Manning couldn't. He didn't threaten that way. And that's the power of a mobile quarterback. But I think that the Chiefs, they actually have a good shot in this game against the Niners uh, to move the ball and they are just so explosive and, and then the Niners defense isn't anything like any of the elite defenses before they might be the best this season but they're not um they're not elite historically and I don't think anyone would really argue that but they are good and it is the best defense this year versus the best offense this year so it's going to be just uh so much fun to to see how it plays out and we'll definitely dive into that matchup uh chiefs niners next week as we go forward and um really looking forward to that um just the pro bowl this week 
Um, I'm not going to make any predictions, although you can probably tell by um, I'm starting. I'm I'm actually leaning towards the Chiefs winning this game, but um, I'll get into more specific predictions and kind of evaluate the matchup a little more as everyone else will be doing. Um, and so Super Bowl week is upon us, and they're going to have all the media stuff, and it's going to be really fun. Um, I think I have a lot of respect for both these teams, especially, uh, you know, the coaches and the front offices of both teams are just been tremendous. Um, Kyle Shanahan, I think, is just the real deal. Um, I think he's a guy I would really like to play for myself. And um, and Andy Reid definitely on the Chiefs side is just brilliant. And he's never won a Super Bowl. And I think he's got his best chance this year. And uh, I think it'd be pretty cool to see him win it. And so either way, I just hope we have a tremendous game to watch. And it, and that, and it's not like that Niners-Packers game that we were um, basically turned off after two possessions. And so uh, hopefully we have a better showing than that. I think we will. Both these teams have a lot of pride. And both these teams definitely don't quit. They don't have the quit factor. You know, we saw the the Chiefs um, go down uh, 17-7 in this game as well to the Titans. And um, and didn't talk about the Titans much. I, I think that uh, they just ran into a, a great quarterback or great team. And they were in Kansas City. Uh, but props to the Titans. They just um, had a great season and really maximized their talent, I think. And and they could be a team in the future, too, that, that stays good. So, yeah, just looking forward to the Super Bowl. And I hope uh, everyone enjoys their week. And enjoy the uh, the Super Bowl circus. It's going to be a spectacle. Everyone's going to be in Miami. And it's going to be fun to watch. So we'll get prepared for the Super Bowl next week. And thank you so much for listening, everyone. And... and uh, Have a good week. Thank you.